Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good today. Feeling pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm glad to hear that. So the knees are working. <laughs> the knees are working. Yay. Well, my knee took a little hit this uh, weekend when I was getting preparing the garden for Easter. I was weeding. Uh, of course, I had a cushion underneath my knees while I was bending over. But man, the knees in the back, they, they really get uh, affected during uh, spring gardening time, don't they? Yes. Make sure you're taking your supplements and staying hydrated and doing your stretches before your gardening. Yes. Yes. And, and the garden hat, I noticed that I've been forgetting to put my floppy hat on. So now I'm just keeping it outside where I can just grab and go. I need to keep it in my greenhouse really. That way I can protect my skin. So remember that all of you garden girls and garden guys, we got to protect, protect our epidermis from the sun. So, um, well, you know, what we talked about last week, you know, we talked about on the podcast, you know, knowing your grow zone, you know, knowing a little bit about your soil, alkaline, pH, yada, yada, watering. Um, so we talked about that, basically, you know, gardening 101, which are, which is so important because it does start with the soil, right, Raquel? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to talk today, part two in the garden series. So now we get to plant. So yay, we get to plant stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about what kind of plants to buy. Um, Raquel, what do you think you're going to uh, do in the garden this week? Well, first off, wanted to say that your garden looked really good this weekend. We were over there for Easter in the garden. And, and I can tell you've been working hard. It looked really pretty. So kudos to that. Thank you. It's nice to sit out there and enjoy. You know, we're in spring. It's perfect weather right now. So was nice and cool, but I'm a little behind in my garden because I just haven't, my knees haven't been feeling great. So I haven't been good. I didn't get outside much or didn't get into the actual garden last week, but I have a day off on Sunday. So hoping the weather is nice so that we can do just some work in the garden and getting our garden boxes ready, doing some weeding and some, uh, some tilling and Mm -hmm. some planting, but I have been buying a few things here and there, you know, gardening, like we talk about can be really, it can be an expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to start on a budget. You can always start with seeds. And I feel like my little sister, she, you know, Caitlin, she's always starting her garden by seed and you, you do it now. So, and that can be really inexpensive, but buy things just here and there. And we'll talk about some other ways later, how you can save money in the garden. Right, mom? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But I've been buying some things like some daisies, some ferns. I bought a lavender plant for my patio and I even treated myself to a little plant therapy yesterday. I found a clematis (laughs) vine and those are so beautiful. So I will make an investment in a plant if it is a perennial and I can use it in my wedding business. So if it's something that will come back every year and bonus, if I can cut it and it looks really good in bouquets, then I'll splurge. And I've been really wanting one. I found one up Market Street of all places yesterday. Woo. And so, you know, true to myself, I 
found some money in an Easter egg this weekend and treated myself <laughs> to a little clematis vine. So that's, you know, when you're a big kid, that's what you get to treat yourself to. You may not want candy. You may want a new flower. Um, so I found a beautiful, it's, it's lavender and it's gorgeous. Now I'm just trying to find the perfect spot for it on my property. And my husband bought some new hoses. So that's exciting because uh, we have a lot of properties, a lot of places to water when it, it gets really hot. And yeah, I'm going to work in the garden boxes hopefully this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad he did because when we were over there one time uh, checking on your chickens while y'all were in, in Hawaii on spring break, Mark couldn't find the water hoses. So I was just like, I don't know where they are. So he, he ac actually had to go into your shop to get some water for the chickens. So thank God you left that the door open for him for us that time. But right. uh, <laughs> so uh, before we talk and dive into our subject on what we're going to plant in the garden, first of all, we're going to ask ourselves and tell our listeners, what did we do for the planet this week, Raquel? Well, I'm kind of doing my usual. I know you have your daily pillars, but my usual things are breaking down boxes and recycling gray water in the shop. So it's spring and I have been busy in my wedding and event business. So one of my, you know, kind of missions in my company is to be a little bit more sustainable every day because I know it's a wasteful industry. The floral design and, and wedding business can be. So I'm trying to do everything I can in that shop, right? I'm recycling and reusing everything. I'm breaking down boxes. It's a weekly occurrence for me to break down all these boxes and take them to recycling. And then I take all my water from the buckets that had flowers and I water my garden. So that's a chore, you know, um, mm -hmm. but it's a chore that I do for the planet. And you know, I get to, I get to water my rose bushes and just doing a little bit of pulling weeds when I can. Like I said, I haven't been able to get down on the ground much and pull weeds, but you can always find a bucket and sit on that. If you aren't someone that wants to get down on your knees and pull weeds. And then I have a cute little folding chair. My mother-in-law got me for, I think my, my birthday last year, actually before I even had my knee injury <laughs> and it's perfect. It's foldable. It's time. It's really small. You can just carry it around and kind of sit on it and pull pull some weeds when I have a few minutes, even just one or two minutes. If the kids are outside playing and I have a free minute, I'll just kind of sit down on that and pull some weeds and just kind of tackling them as I can. And then also really trying to just ditch plastics. I feel like that's, as a mom, it's really easy because everything is so convenient and sold to you at the stores in these little plastic containers. Mm -hmm. So that's my big one that I'm tackling right now. So, you know, we're trying to find new things every week. I think as a mom, if I can ditch the plastics and single use plastics, then I'm doing um, the planet a big favor. Yes. Yes. And I, I like the way you were cutting tomatoes and putting those in a mason jar. So uh, instead of buying some plastic Tupperware type of stuff. Um, good job, Raquel, always. Uh, and, and yes, as a, as a young mom with young children, uh, life is fast, fast paced. And so you need those easy things that come in plastic, you know, and, and like we talked about um, on the podcast with uh, Debbie and New World Normal, we talked about um, big business, the mass producers have us all addicted to convenience. And it's a problem for the landfill. And it's a problem for the ocean. So good job on that with the single use. So I'm doing like you said, my pillars, um, but lots of, you know, cause we drink a cup of coffee every day around here. So we use the re, uh, usable Keurig cups 
the K-cups and I just take that coffee grinds. I take them out to the greenhouse. I've got a glass jar out there and I dump them, let it dry out a little bit. Or sometimes if I'm being lazy, I just I have my soil bucket. I'll just take them out there. So in saving the eggshells, uh, I use that. And then, of course, when I have bananas, I make my banana tea and all of that is, you know, fuel and food for my soil and my plants. So that and then, of course, I have really honed in on driving a lot, a lot less. I save my big trips for travel or going to your house or going to your brother's house or family functions. But most days there's 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 a lot of days where we don't leave the house. You know, we don't get in the car and drive. If we need something in a pinch, we'll just walk to the corner store, you know, with a, a reusable bag. We don't even take plastic bags from the corner store. So, you know, being very cognizant of, you know, burning my fossil fuel or fossil fuels, not mine, but burning fossil fuels is really something that I feel even more passionate than before, especially since I do have an SUV. So I have to really remember that, you know, that I don't need to drive around, just, you know, make a quick trip here. I have to bundle all of my errands together if I am going to go out. So that, and of course, you know, now that, like you said, my garden looks good. So I have to use all the rinse water that I can. So recycling all the rinse water uh, is a chore. I'm actually doing it in my bathroom as well. Um, and if I run out of, you know, plants to water with the gray water, if I do the front yard, the backyard, the vegetable garden, the patio garden, then guess what? It'll go into the toilet if it's yellow. So, yeah, and that's a chore. So, and then also, but I love doing it. You know, I love doing it because I want people to understand that water is a critical resource that is in short supply in many parts of the globe. And, you know, Raquel, we have 27 countries that listen to us. 27 really? countries. Yes. So in some parts of, of our globe, there's what is called water bank. They're water bankrupt. And people have to, they don't have a tap that they can turn on like we can. So I want us here in, you know, we're in the, you know, they talk about first world problems versus third world problems here in the United States. We are fortunate enough to, we can turn on the tap and we have water. So when you do that, save some of it, you know, even if you're just watering your house plants, you know, even if you're just watering the things that you bought for your curb appeal save that rinse water. I really want you to think about um, challenging yourself. Take a moment, sit in silence, and then ask yourself, what can I do for the planet today? And start small. So that's kind of the, the well, that is the reason for this podcast, Raquel, is that mm -hmm. we want to, you know, encourage, inform, and inspire you to do that one small step. So we're we're not here just because we want to hear ourselves talk. We're here because <laughs> we want you to listen to us and do something for the planet. So, yeah. So anyways, that's what I do. Uh, and proud to do it and happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I get my steps in walking around with all my buckets. So <laughs> anyways. So today we're going to talk about what to plant. So Raquel, people want to know, you know, when they go to the big 
box stores or even, you know, even if they go to a nice local owned nursery and they see the sign that says annual perennials, they're like, oh my God, what does that mean? Well, you know, you can kind of figure out what an annual is, right? That's kind of self-explanatory. That means it's going to, you know, stay around for maybe a year, but a perennial is something that will come back. And so the truth is, you know, which one to buy, in my opinion, you need a little of all of it. Because if you're a gardener, you're going to want things that you can count on to come back. And that's where I want to put my money is the perennials. You know, things like the flowers that I know are going to come back, the herbs that I know are going to come back. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And then next week on the final episode of our our spring gardening series, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, shrubs and trees and things of that nature. So. People say, what is a perennial, Raquel? A a perennial literally means through the years, and it's a plant that lives two or more years. So perennials are plants that can live, I mean, there's even, they call them, uh, what, century plants, up to 80 Mm -hmm. years, and then you've got, um, but they include flowering plants, ferns, grasses, and some woody plants. So the opposite of that, like you said, is an annual, which is a flowering plant that fruits or produces a seed and dies, so it completes its life cycle in one year versus a perennial it can have many years that it's continually flowering over and over again so like you said those are a great investment for your garden yes financially speaking and if you if you're a you know if you're a gardener that just has a patio on your apartment you know or your condominium or your townhome then you know you're going to be a container garden girl you know you're going to you're going to have that type of a garden so you know you can pop in more annuals you know uh, but when you do have property especially like you Arkel I would really invest in some mm-hmm. really good uh, flowering plants, you know, and think about pops of color. I have my garden book out right now from Neil Sperry and I, you know, go through it and look at what are the plants for Texas? What are their good perennials and what are the good annuals? So here are a few of the things that I like to plant in my zone, which is 8A. I like to plant, you know, for color, you know, that I want texture. I want vivid color because you know that I love color. So I want things that are very vibrant. You know, I love, love, love gladiola. I love lilies. Roses, of course, are my top fave. And then you've always given me hydrangeas and Mm -hmm. I have all the hydrangeas that you've given me. But I also like to pop in, you know, some butterfly bush. And then I've got two beautiful uh, salvia uh, that is growing in the vegetable garden. It's on a border. And the hummingbirds love it. The bees love it. Sometimes I have to be careful to go over there if I want to cut some because the bees will, they're like, get away. This is my stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I want some of it because it's so pretty and pink, but I guess I'll just let y'all have it. So I like to have that. And that comes back every year. The year after Snowmageddon, it didn't look too good. So last year it did not look well, but I'm telling you, Raquel, it came back and it's loving the the coffee grinds. It's loving the, you know, the banana tea. And so I've got that. And then, of course, um, I put money into some good vines. So you noticed on uh, Sunday, my cross vine, the Carolina Jessamine has already faded. That's a real short pop. And that kind of makes me sad, but she usually will flower for just a couple of weeks and then she's gone. But right then, as soon as she's gone, then the cross vine starts coming in. And so I put money into the cross vines. They are expensive. And then of course I have lots of lavender and sage 
my tulips and then my hot my purple hyacinths they are always they always signal to me that spring is coming because they will they will flower sometimes right around the end of january beginning of february and then they last uh about three weeks and then they're gone so i always have something that you know kind of dovetails so for me, that's what I like. I want to see something flowering right now. Everything's working. So I'm hoping I can keep it that way. Hope it doesn't get too hot. But, you know, those, I think bulbs that actually that you can plant and you'll, you'll tell us a little bit about that, but, you know, always have some bulbs and that's what I do. And then I like to use my annuals, you know, for a filler. So I uh, got the petunias and I actually, we talked a little bit, a little bit about this in the pre-show, my petunias are now perennials. I have two of them that are perennials. Uh, and I've actually have um, a snapdragon that came back, some random snapdragon. I don't know how it came back, but it's, it's hilarious. And so those are other things that I like to fill in with. You know, I like to fill in the petunias, the snapdragons, some uh, ranunculus, if I can grow that. <laughs> You know, just different things. Geraniums. I love a, a pop of red geranium. However, you know, and people up north, you know, they know they can keep those as perennials, but here they're real, they're really just annuals. So I use my annuals as fillers um, to kind of blend everything and just have all that beautiful, vivid color. And then also, um, you know, like you said, plant therapy. It's it's therapeutic for me. I mean, that's what I, that's, I'm a plant girl before a purse girl. So <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that yesterday when I was walking out with this luxury garden vine as a pot, you know, I'm like some people are going to the store by themselves, cut flowers was also a luxury and therapy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I would obviously I'm around flowers a lot. I design them, but I like to buy myself plants because then I know it's going to come back or I can enjoy it for a whole season. So like a, a clematis vine that is a perennial and put it in the ground. It's going to come back next year and bloom and get bigger and bigger and get more flowers and more flowers. So I'm all about that investing in perennials. Like you said, even when I buy, I do have some containers on my patio that I like to have some, some flowers and herbs on my patio, mm -hmm. but I'll actually have them on my patio. And then like when the flowers stop blooming at the end of the season, I'll put them in the ground. So then they'll come back next spring. So I'll even use my, perennials as potted plants for a container garden and then I'll put them in the ground you know the mm -hmm. next season and get something new next season so yes so tell us uh, a, a little bit more about bulbs Raquel yeah and you talked about how you want flowers all year long bulbs mm -hmm. are actually how you can get a year-long garden and you can plant bulbs in different times of the year and that's actually just the uh, bulb is more of like a blanket term because it it means several different plants you, it could be a tree bulb and true bulbs, um, those are those are more like daffodils, tulips. I'm looking at my garden book too. Daffodils, mm -hmm. tulips, and lilies. And then there's tubers. They look a little bit different. They're not as big. And those are more like dahlias. And then rhizomes or irises or lily of the valley, if you're lucky enough to grow that in your zone. We don't do that <laughs> here in Texas. Yeah. Do we? Um, but no, I, I do a lot of daffodils, a lot of tulips a lot of lilies. And then there's um, a bulb called a corm and those are your gladiolas and those do great in Texas. That's what you're talking about. Gladiolas are great. So you can be planting things right now for your summer garden. So if you miss, like I missed the winter bulb planting, which was, that's when you want to plant uh, tulips and daffodils 
those things you don't want to plant right now unless you're going to the store and you buy it in the flower form already. So you can go, I actually bought some daffodils yesterday because you know, I love daffodil bulbs. I've asked for them for Christmas. If anybody says, you know, what do you want for Christmas? I'm get me some bulbs because then I'll <laughs> plant them right after Christmas. You know, it gives me something fun to do getting ready for spring, but I didn't get to plant any of those this year because I had my surgery. So I was in a knee brace and crutches around Christmas time. <laughs> so I miss the winter bulbs you know, planting season. So you can be planting your bulbs for the summer. And those are like the dahlias, gladiolas. So you can actually be planting those. And those are great investments for your garden because they're going to come back year after year. And then if you plant them correctly, like you said, you can have, you know, what's the first flower that pops up? I always feel like daffodils and tulips, right? Daff and you've got hyacinths in your garden. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, dahlias will pop up later this summer. Gladiolas always shoot up like daffodils and then tulips. And then once the daffodils and tulips die off or you cut them and put them in your home, then you can, because I cut a lot of my daffodils for my floral designs around mm -hmm. Easter. And then you've got tulips and they'll, you know, the flower will fall off of those, but don't worry, they'll come back next year and even bigger, you know, they multiply. And then gladiolas will shoot up in May lilies will shoot up in May and then you've got dahlias. So you can actually plant it to where you've got flowers popping up all year long if you plant your bulbs correctly. Right, mom? Yes. Yes. And that's kind of something that I learned by reading. Um, you know, of course I have my farmer's almanac, but yeah, just reading. And once I realized that I do have to educate myself because, you know, I, I was born with a green thumb and, but that's different than, you know, knowing and educating yourself and researching like we talked so why it's so important to know your zone it's so important and so yes when I was at Callaway's last week I needed some therapy plant therapy and um I just you know I was gonna go and get some art supplies and then it was so crazy there for the parking situation so I just said you know what forget it I'm going to Callaway's and I went in there and all of a sudden Raquel I feel like I've entered the gates of nirvana or heaven <laughs> and um i start hunting you know just letting myself enjoying you know so i think if you are a garden girl and you're an earthy girl and and you know you are if you're listening to to us talk so passionately about flowers you really are an earthy person you know treat yourself to some bulbs and plan you know i, I actually have a journal if you're asking my advice i would say vines i would say perennials i would say lots of roses lots of lavender lots of sage lots of things because when i walk out the back door it smells so good every and, and especially once the sun you know has really warmed up the garden and and you're releasing those aromas oh my gosh it's just heaven so and it makes me want to be even earthier and save the earth even more right raquel <laughs> Mm -hmm. I know. I think once, I mean, obviously we're so entwined, we call ourselves the earthy girls when and people say, what is earthy? Like, what does that mean? I'm like, you just love the earth. And, you know, I fell so madly in love with my husband because he also had appreciation for the earth and we always want to be outside and we want to be taking care of, you know, where we're going hiking and where we're going camping and where we're, you know, riding bikes. And you don't want to just 
be walking outside and toss your Cheeto bag outside. I, I was really upset when I went to Dinosaur State Valley over spring break and I saw, you know, we were hiking through the dinosaur tracks that have been there thousands of years. And then you see water bottles and <laughs> Cheeto bags and, you know, me, I had to start picking up trash and there's my husband. I'm like, oh, there's Raquel picking up trash again. But when you love the earth, that's, you know, you want to take care of it. And then you want to bring it into your home. And that's one of the things people say when they come over, they're like, oh, I love all your plants in your house. You know, we have that plant that's mm -hmm. as tall as the two stories. And it's beautiful right when you walk in. And it's just, it keeps us calm. And like you said, it's very therapeutic. So if you are looking for a new hobby or you've always been a garden girl or garden guy, we're right there with you. You know, this is where we spend our money. We're not really buying fancy purses. And hey, sometimes we are, but they're secondhand, you know. Um, but this, you know, gardening is definitely not something that's cheap unless you want to do it by seed. And I think it is even planting a seed, just a little tiny seed and watching it grow. There's so much joy in that. There is. And I got some uh butterfly um what they call butterfly mix and so i put those seeds in and they're just now in raquel i was so worried because i was just like what's wrong they're not coming up but now i went into the greenhouse this morning and i was like yes some of them are coming up but you know i bombed out on the uh asparagus the asparagus seeds are not coming and i was just like okay i will i need to take notice of that and remember to do something different. What did I do? What did I do? So I reuse all of when I buy my annuals, like I bought purple petunias because purple petunias make me so happy and the hummingbirds love them. So I just, you know, when I plant, replant the purple petunias next to the perennials in the patio garden, then I just take those, those same plastic containers and I put in my special soil and then mm -hmm. I add my seeds. So, you know, I've got some lavender started. I've got some sage. I've got the butterfly mix. Didn't do so good with the asparagus, but I've, I'm going to buy some more seeds for, you know, like the corn, you know, last year Hunter and I planted corn and, mm -hmm. but we only got one ear. <laughs> you never so, know. Yeah. It's kind of trial and error in this, in this, um, seeds are those, you know, we talked about in previous shows, how to actually harvest your own seeds from your vegetables or from your flowers. And, um, if you didn't get to do that last season, you can still buy seeds and they're really inexpensive. Even the Dollar Tree has them. Even your local library actually may have a seed exchange. We have one here in my town. You can go to the library and you can exchange mm -hmm. seeds. If you have, like, I have a lot of, um, cantaloupe. My kids love cantaloupe. And every time we eat a cantaloupe, we save the seeds. So, um, you can actually see if you don't have a greenhouse like mom does, you can actually directly sow your seeds into the ground in our zone. We're zone 8A, remember? So if you're not in North Texas, you want to look at your own zone and see when you can plant outside because you may still be like if you're in Colorado or you're in Michigan, you still probably have snow on the ground or could have snow next week. So we're kind of out of our frost you know, zone right here in Texas. We're not going to really have many opportunities for a freeze but you can plant directly into the ground now like into your garden beds black eyed mm -hmm. peas corn like you talked about cucumbers melons okra pumpkin radish squash these are all things that are either going to be able to produce and harvest by the end of summer or the fall so you can start planting your fall garden just directly into the ground you don't have to worry about having you know planting them in pots and putting them in a greenhouse because it's warm enough and hopefully uh -huh. we're going to have enough sunshine and rain to be able to grow these little seeds but even if you are wanting to toss some seeds down like I love doing this like even when I 
I'll invest in my perennials to plant into the ground. And right now they're you know, beautiful spirea. I had all my daffodils and I've got my gladiolas coming up. But now I'm going to walk around and just sprinkle seeds everywhere and mm -hmm. just see what comes up. So you can plant flowers like celosia, marigolds, zinnias, sunflower, cornflower, cosmos. I love cosmos, sweet peas, and bunny tails right now, all just by seed. And hopefully you can have some beautiful flowers this summer. Oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Well, okay, um, before we end the podcast, we've got a few housekeeping notes. Um, Raquel is going to be on IG Instagram Live this Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Uh, she is going to be promoting... That's Central Time. Central Time, yes. Central Time, 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time um, with Debbie from A New World Normal. We were asked to be on her podcast and this woman is she's hilarious she is hardcore earth loving woman and her podcast is really about you know disrupting the norm like Raquel and I are doing that because we're having this conversation every week and yes it may be redundant oh what are they doing they're doing the same thing Rebecca's doing gray water Raquel's breaking down boxes yes <laughs> we are true story it's really happening but we were able to be guests on debbie's podcast and you know instead of us initiating the conversation she was asking us questions so raquel will be live on instagram so you'll get to see her beautiful face so um find us at on instagram at earthygirl.co and debbie is a new world normal podcast so, um, and then we also were on another podcast last week that we absolutely love these two. We are a village parenting podcast and Raquel and I will be doing some promotion for that as well. So, uh, our episodes with these two different podcasts are going to air on earth day. So, uh, which is very, you know, appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we're excited. Um, Earth Day market calendars were in April. So hopefully we will have a fun, exciting show for you. For yes, Day. we're still, yeah, we're still trying to work out what exactly are we going to talk about on Earth Day. So uh, we're writing that show right now. But uh, I think we gave some value today. And of course, we got to, you know, just spend some time together and talk about something that we both love so dearly, which is, you know, flowers. <laughs> we love Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's Earth, Earth Day's coming up. It's Earth Month, I guess you would say. We're planting, mm -hmm. we're doing, working in the garden and we're celebrating Earth. So Earth Day is April 22nd, mark your calendars. And uh, we'll have some fun podcasts coming up with our new friends, our new earthy friends. So we love connecting with y'all. Yes, absolutely. And remember, if you love the podcast, you like hearing us ramble on about, you know, Mother Earth, uh, send us a review, uh, send the show to a, a fellow earthy friend that you may have or an earthy family member and help us spread the word. So anyways, Raquel, great show. It's good talking to you. I'm glad your knees are doing well. Um, my back is, you know, I've got the gardener's back going on. So before I head out there, I'm going to go find a some kind of a back brace so I can get down and get those weeds. But um, how do we end the podcast, Raquel? Stay earthy, friends. Y'all stay earthy. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, 
and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy. Stay earthy.